Like everyone, people who are LGBTIQ+, can experience suicidal thoughts. Living Works deliver workshops that give you the knowledge to help others in the LGBTIQ community. Thanks to Northwestern Melbourne Primary Health Network, from now until the end of May, Living Works is offering workshops for the LGBTIQ community completely for free. Visit livingworks.com.au to learn how you can help save a life. Northwestern Melbourne Primary Health Network is a 3CR supporter. Bring me shelter. I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter. I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on that. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo and when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees. I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 8.55am, 3CR. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land who we are broadcasting from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and respect the elders past, present and emerging and their ongoing struggle. Welcome to Refugee Radio this week on 3CR, listening on 855am or on 3cr.org.au. This week we're going to be listening to part of a podcast from the Electronic Intifada. The podcast is The Village of Lefter and the expulsion of the Palestinians. We're going to be listening to a Palestinian refugee talk about the expulsion of the people from Lefter. The Zionist movement by the British occupation destroyed not only the stones, destroyed our life. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. The Electronic Intifada. This is the Electronic Intifada podcast. I'm Nora Barrows-Friedman. And I'm Asa Winstanley. We turn to the situation in Lifta, the Palestinian village in Jerusalem that was ethnically cleansed in 1948. The Israel Land Authority, a government agency which functions to push Palestinians off their land and lease it to Jewish Israeli settlers, announced in May that it would open bids from from real estate development companies to build settlement colonies and hotels on the ruins of Lifta. Palestinians have urged UNESCO to intervene. 
This is not the first time Israel has attempted to demolish the village. As architect Antoine Rafoul wrote 10 years ago in the Electronic Intifada, since its depopulation in 1948 to 1949, Lifta has been kept deserted by the Israeli authorities and has faced demolition by speculative developers. As a last act of architectural violation, Israelis have roamed the village and destroyed the elegant domed roofs in an attempt to prevent a return by Lifta's legitimate owners. Joining us to talk about Lifta and the fight to protect it is Omar Al-Gubari, a staff member of Zohrot, an organization promoting acknowledgement and accountability for the ongoing injustices of the Nakba. Also with us is Yakub Oda of the Commission to Protect the Heritage and Culture of Displaced Villages. He is originally from Lifta. Yakub and Umar, thank you so much for joining us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you very much for inviting us. Uh, Yakub, let's start with you. You're originally from Lifta. Um, talk about uh, what you remember uh, growing up in the village and um, and what happened in 1948 when you were just a child. I remember. I born in Lifta. I remember the beautiful life. Lifta. I remember my family, hug of my parents, the kids that I played with them in the water spring and in the gardens that we named, we named, named it Janayan Paradises. I remember my school. I remember Lifta, everything in Lifta. Every, that time, the life was so simple. So Lifta was my world. Lifta, I remember especially the area where I was living. Our house was the most closed house to the water spring. We have a house, two floors. The alia, the salon, with a veranda. From the veranda, we can watch the three directions in Lifta, east, west, and north the movement in the, the life in the village. And we have other two rooms down. I remember we have chicken. We used to go down and take the eggs and, and drink it direct without. I remember the people in the gardens uh, Thursday, Friday, it's off. So they, some of them used to sleep there and cook from plants there. So you can yani, smell and know what they are cooking, the natural smell for that. Uh, I remember my mother, when she go to Tabun, 
I catch her dress and go with her to Tabun and make me small cake when I was three, four years. But when I was five, six years, I remember my mother when she leave the Tabun, the bakery, and the bread on her head on an ashtray like the sun. The smell of the bread, Tabun bread, is a different thing. So delicious to eat, delicious meal to eat. Bread from Tabun and oil olive, uh, oil olive and zaatar. I remember that beautiful life. And I remember also the miserable life condition caused by the Zionist armed groups that they destroyed our life. I remember when they began to shoot our house face to face with the upper part of Lifta. We were living in the roots down in the lower part. So I remember that. I remember one day we were in uh, an old building down far from in the night, far from shooting. And I remember also uh, when we couldn't go to school, I was so sad that I cannot go to school. The school in the upper part, between the upper and down also. So I think Lifta village has its speciality. The position, the location of Lifta, it is its location so strategic. It is the the uh, the the main enter or gate for Jerusalem. So any want to leave Jerusalem or come to Jerusalem should pass Lifta, the upper part. So the Zionist armed gangs put Lifta on the on the first point on their list to kick out. And this is yani, not only the gangs, the leaders, the Zionist leaders, Ben-Gurion, they said, we can't yani, do this and that without kicking the people. He moved his hands like this and kicked them out. Till now, this is yani, a policy for the Zionist movement in Palestine. Uh, I remember yani, all these things. I remember one time my mother was yani, uh, preparing to uh, hit the room. The gangs began to shoot. I was with my small brother, Ayub. He shouted. Mama, mama, they shooted us, they shooted us. Our mother 
took us to the corner inside the house under a table so as to protect us. I remember these things and I remember also one time my father came and carried uh, my small sister on his shelf and caught the small brother with his hand and we followed him in the valley, far from the gangs. Because the, the gangs at the beginning, they controlled the upper parts. Physically, after they bombed 20 houses. And as said the oral uh, uh, historic, historical men, Yani Ellen Babe, Benny Morris, they said they did, they bombed the houses so as to cleansing the people from the area. So, and this is what happened. Most of our, the Palestinian went down to Lifta, some to Jerusalem. But after that, 29 of December, 1947, 1947. Uh, so they controlled the upper bar, the gate, the Western gate for Jerusalem. Day after day, they became stronger more and more. Why? Because the British army want to leave. So they moved the military equipment to the Zionist armed gangs. So they, they became able to control also the bypass roads that Liftawis founded after they couldn't go to Jerusalem. Uh, and the uh, way that they used to go and come. Uh, we, we became Liftawis under siege. They sent some of the kids, the kids, women to the caves after it wasn't safety. So after that, yani, under shooting, they took shelter in uh, near the near village, like Nabi Samuel, Beit Hanina, uh, Shafat. And after, by, yani, uh, I can say in, uh, in, uh, in beginning of March, yani, the second half of April, uh, of, uh, of uh, February, and the beginning of March, Lifta was completely under siege. So we went with our father in the valley. He, we climbed the, uh, to Jerusalem, Yaffa Road. There we, we found a truck. In the, in the back of the truck, there were four families' children. And we became the fifth family children. Uh, our father left us and went home. He remained 
with the uh, resist uh, with the resistance people uh, with, with the fighters or uh, who struggle to defeat on Lifta and the area till Daria Sin. We went, the truck moved. The truck moved to Albira, where we were only, yani, we have nothing, only the clothes we dress. We have nothing, only the key with our father, and we became yani, in Albira refuge, refugees. In one hour, in one hour, we became refugees. We were kings in our village. Everything we need, we have from our land. Everything. Plants, fruits, vegetables, especially we have running water, yani, uh, always. Uh, and also, yani, we have uh, animals, cows, uh, sheep, we have meat, we have milk, we have eggs, we have, their life was so simple. This is what we want. We want, that time we do not, we do not know television, nor laptop, nor no, anything. This, so I say, Yani, uh, we were kings in our village, and in one hour we became refugees. Next day we were knocking, Yani, houses, we need food. I can, I, what I want to say, Lifta wasn't stones. Lifta was a life. People are uh, 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 working in the gardens, others taking water to home, ladies yani, uh, bringing water from the water spring or going to the market. Other uh, students going to school, uh, some going to his, uh, uh, as an employee going to his work. Uh, this is the life. Yani that is planting, uh, that is gathering the, the corn or gathering the uh, oil, olive fruits, this is the life. So that the Zionist, uh, the Zionist uh, gangs, or the Zionist movement, by the British occupation, destroyed not only the stones, destroyed our life, destroyed our social life, our economic life, our. Uh, culture, life, our political, everything they destroyed. This is what means Nakba. Nakba not means that we are in conflict about this house about, or about that land as that uh, wife of uh, Joseph as what Kushner said, that it's conflict on a piece of land or houses or this. He's stupid. He he do not know what means lifta uh, yani case. And so th this is the thing that 
this is my memory. This is my history. This is my life. Two ways, the beautiful life that I dream and work also, struggle to restore this beautiful life, to go back home, to go back home, to plan our village, to renovate our houses, and to live in our family. Like everyone under the sun, as he, yani, he's proud with his home, he's proud with his town, he proud with his uh, country, and we, Palestinian, Liftawi, Yaqub, is the same. This is the thing, not only I believe this, this is also my sons, Liftawi's children, Yani studied the story that no way to forget, no way to forgive. Yani that they made the Nakba, shared the Nakba. Till we go back home. Till we go back home. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada, and you're listening to 3CR Pro Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. Welcome back to Refugee Radio on 3CR on 855 AM or on 3cr.org.au. We're just listening to part of the podcast from the Electronic Intifada and the podcast was about the village of Lefta and Palestinians being displaced and they're still wanting to return. You can listen to the full podcast on electronicintifada.net and just look up the podcast area there to have a listen. It is episode 41 on there. There is a lot more interesting podcasts on there as well, so do have a listen. Just wanted to now give an update on the group of refugees who have been on hunger strike in um, Melbourne. So there have been people who have been on hunger strike for over 35 days now. It's a group of Medivac refugees who are at the Mitre Detention Centre in Broadmeadows in Nam. So there have been around 13 men who have been on hunger strike, and I think that may actually be 14 now. A few of them have been in the Northern Hospital in Epping, and they're under guard by the Soho Guards 24 hours a day in the hospital. It's probably likely they've also got handcuffs on, knowing them. Some people have just been on drips and been only getting fluids, electrolytes and whatnot, and they're all in pretty bad shape. So, of course, they're asking for their freedom. They've been locked up for over eight years now by the state for seeking safety. So you can keep updated on that. Uh, Look up the Refugee Action Collective Victoria. They have a lot of updates online. There has been... Also, a lot of support at the Northern Hospital with some vigils and whatnot. Obviously, during lockdown, that's been a little bit less and ceased, but I'm sure there will still be some support going on. So again, keep updated with the Refugee Action Collective, and there's a whole bunch of numerous groups online that will probably be updating the situation as well. So in thinking about all of those people on hunger strike, wanted to play... Them a song and also thinking about Rajan 
who will be playing some updates about his situation being really sick with leukemia and still being in detention for over 12 years. This will be a song to be playing to those whole groups. And this is from the United Struggle Project CD compilation. And the song is also called United Struggle, so in support and solidarity. So thanks for listening. Yeah, United Struggle. <laughs> Randy is proud. Here we go. United we stand, united the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle. Yo, I'm true to my roots, so diva. Tika his shabuta aerial. Cheya upanga, amani tulipata. Yo ishiko matata, utata man. Shuja, wali fight ku free neighbor Sababu, yelanda, freedom na labor He struggle, wali handle Wakata after map, wakatu toha kwa hii jungle Truku, strength ya muscles Sisi ya tui kutoka, ndani ya captivity Daily, tuatafuta liberty Decrease calamity, policy kuchorwa Kwa implemented, bado, tuko Under ukoloni na uliza How deep is our bond in between The common one, inchi and the government Na praise softly, na blame loudly
Kafiyas are Palestinian scarves and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kafiyas, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kafiya to an array of modern designs, all scarves are just $30 each. Explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Where your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kafias.org.au. That's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au. A 3CR supporter. So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong and how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Yan.